That was awful. Nice. Fuck it. It's the thumbs, man. I'm fucking oh, no. Goddamn thumbs. <laughs> Ready? Assist you. That's there so we go. Thanks, gonna be so good. Crisp. Crisp. Editor, you are welcome. You can keep that for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to use <laughs> that, that one. Your yeah, in perpetuity. Absolutely. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you guys can all see, uh, it is officially week two of Nick being in China, which means we are on to our second interview. Uh, today, we're interviewing close. <laughs> So Wait, reason- yeah, you need to explain that real I, quick. Okay, well, I, uh, genuinely very fair. Uh, so we're not going to do the podcast while I'm in China because time differences and all of that. So we are oh. doing a bunch of interviews right now. So right, last uh, week we had Frankly Built on. He was 3D printed, guy I was telling you all about. Yep. This week is you. Next yep. week is Chris. And then after that is Stella Chu. You remember gotcha. Stella? She uh, had the carrot house last night. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dyed hair. Yeah. She does all the cosplays. She's uh, awesome. Poor Stephen thought you were coming in just incredibly racist. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. this week two of being in China yeah. with Stephen. Like, <laughs> we found, we found local, local yeah. Chinese man. Oh, I, yeah. I believed him. I was going like, to walk out and go, holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is Shenzhen, I'm here. Again, time to get all the food going. But yeah, so we're in week two of Nick being in China, which means that we are joined by the incredibly prog-mag- prog- pragmatic, not pragmatic, Prolific, popular, popular word. Yes, absolutely. All that uh, internet celebrity, Stephen He, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Honored to be on. Yeah. Do uh. So what? What? Who? Who the hell are you? That was my. That was actually my question. Yeah. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Uh, My name is Stephen He. I'm an actor and comedy sketch creator. Um, I'm probably known best for making skits about growing up in China and this emotional damage thing that everyone shouts at me. You know, if, if I, what's so funny is if I was going to know you from anything, if I was going to boil down the essence of Stephen He, uh-huh. it wouldn't be emotional damage. It would right. be, I will send you to Jesus I, to this day. Such a better me. I will send you to Jesus. I love it. <laughs> I, I've, written, I've written about like 140 skits about the, the stories from growing up in China. And, you know, every skit I write about 20 jokes, 30 jokes. And of all of them, emotional damage was not the one I expected to yeah. catch fire like yeah. it did. Uh, I personally think I've written far better ones, but but hey, I, I'm very grateful. Are there very any grateful. that you were like, this one's going to blow up. This is going to be the one. That's funny because I'm always wrong. Yeah. Always. yeah. Oh, so what's that's thousands. Yeah, that's thousands <laughs> of jokes I've written now. And uh, every time I write a video, I will have I will have an idea of this video is fantastic. This is yeah, right. awesome. Best I've ever made. And it does nothing. True story. This is facts. Mm-hmm. Um I, I started repurposing long-form sketches into shorts. So if I have like a 90-second mm-hmm. long-form video, I will cut 60 Just seconds out of it and make it a short. Love that that's right. long-form to you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Long-form, oh baby. You know, we're like, here with our 30-minute you know, like YouTube videos. Yeah, a minute yeah. and a half, three minutes, we're pushing it, yeah. boys. That's a lot Listen, of content. That is, that, I, use, I use that to describe myself, but not in videos, yeah. all right? That's a lot of content. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, content. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, on my page, I started doing the shorts thing. Um, mm-hmm. I had this video that was mediocre, and um, we took ninety seconds, cut it down to sixty seconds, upload it as a short, like we always do, and then there was these thirty seconds left that was essentially just trash. Right? Yeah. We cut mm-hmm. it out because it wasn't great. It wasn't right. that funny. And I was like, yeah, well, whatever. Let's upload it. Most you video on the channel. Really. Really. Most of your video, it's always the one yeah. that I think it's terrible. It's the, cutting, so it's the cutting room floor. It's like it's like whatever ends up yes. on the cutting room floor. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's what's the sketch that you're like, this one needs to blow up? Like, so this is many. the funniest thing I've come up with. Oh, like uh, my greatest written skit is probably one I did called um, If 007 Had a Gen Z Villain. <clears throat> a skit where 007 James Bond is up against a villain 
who's who's a, essentially a TikTok dancing kid. Gotcha. Yeah. And, I and just, you just can't hit him because he's just flossing way too hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's trying to infiltrate and learn how to do the do the Gen Z stuff, the she and no cap and all that. <laughs> um, I, the, like writing wise, I think it is the best video on my channel currently. Um, some other ones. Uh, how Asian is a difficulty mode? Rightfully, because of most of damage. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. up there. I think the second one and third one of those are the best. Um, How yeah. Asian is a difficulty mode is just a banging title too. Like that's just it sounded confusing to me when mm. I was writing it. I was like, oh, I, I think that's so understand. funny. Yeah. yeah, it actually. I'd like to play devil's advocate here. It took me about twenty seconds to process it. Well, it's right. a Pinterest. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It, it's, a it's a nuanced sort of yeah. comedy. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't understand. One of the yeah. lower brows like yeah, me exactly. wouldn't understand it. <laughs> Uh, but Stephen, I would love to tell the story of how we met and how this came to be. I feel like we've known each other for so long. We've known each other for a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember when we met. Sorry. Ah, oh, I yeah. remember. So Stephen is on this podcast today because me and Stephen are friends. We were just in Las Vegas together racing supercars. And that's actually, my first question is, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Stephen <laughs> and me were at a Juju premiere. Uh, we were watching yes. Thor Love and Thunder or something. No, I remember very well. It was Avatar <laughs> Way of Water. That's what it was. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Juju ha- ha- hosted this thing. Um, I forgot where, somewhere in LA. I forgot. Uh, Playa Vista. Playa Vista. Yeah, okay. the Cinemark there. Yes. Uh, and it was one of my first times in LA because I just moved over for like, I moved over like uh, April, almost a year, a year minus some. Months. Yeah, like you're three months short of your anniversary, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have, uh, I didn't know a lot of people in LA, um, but I through some connection I got invited to this screening. I went to the screening, and you were the first person I recognized. Yeah, just completely out of the blue. I saw you across. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I've watched this guy for like. 70 hours on my on my homepage. Steven locked on to me. I'm, like, I'm, talking, I'm talking to somebody. I've been to a couple of screeners. I knew a bunch. I know that circle well. So I'm just chatting with everybody. And I just see a dude lock on to me. From a, I, I shit you not, the other side of the room. And just starts clearing way. And I'm like, I'm like I'm facing towards the other person. I'm like, there's a man on a beeline, maybe yeah. to me. And he's like, I'm their biggest fan. And I was like, oh, okay. I was oh, like, good. Awesome. I was like, I was about to be stabbed in the carotid. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah we- Dude, I don't shy, like when it comes to that stuff, I'm not like, oh, sorry, excuse me. I, yeah. I, I love your content. You're wow. great. Can I get some? No, I'm not like that. I will go right to your face <laughs> yeah. and go, I have watched you for the last 200 hours. Yeah, yeah. You are here. you are like Greta tells his girlfriend tells me that like, oh, you might as well live in our house because oh, your voice, so your first porn permeates. So that's so sweet. That's funny, especially, too, because today when Stephen met me, he went, I've never seen your content before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that is so, true. Yeah. So I just so similar experience. Very similar <laughs> yeah, experiences. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, Danny. Uh-huh. You're both funny people, all right? Uh-huh. It's just that it's a butting of heads thing. Yeah, it, we're I, competition. I cut out the yucks, all right? I get the information <laughs> out, and that's all I need, all right? Yeah. No ha-has over here. Uh, but I do have a question, uh, because we were recently together, and I heard recently that you're a slow driver. Do you care to, do you care to report on anything like that, or...? Yeah, I'm a <clears throat> new driver. Uh, uh, I just oh, got crazy. my license, but when did I get one? About, about three months ago. October? Yeah. So that's, oh, that, yeah, about three months ago, yeah. Wow, that's you were quick. Months. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was quick. The The uh, process was really cool. Like, spent a long time studying the whole PDF they give you, like a 300-page thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You cannot turn left on this, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I I pulled a full Asian. And yeah, you were like, like, wow, finally a test. Oh my God, I've been yeah. waiting for one of these. <laughs> my specialty, baby. It's been a doll for too long, man. Yeah. I need to go back to the test. <laughs> um, so I did that. The, the written test, passed it in 15 minutes, um, and then wow. took the, uh, the behind-the-wheel test. Mm-hmm. And like five minutes into the behind-the-wheel test, <laughs> the guy goes, 
you look kind of familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're like, guess who's not failing? Yeah. 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 I can run three red lights and I'll yeah. be just fine. Yeah. He's like, mm, you're going to want to slow down on that one next time, but we'll yeah. get you yeah. there, all right? Yeah. We'll get you there. You're going to want to sign uh, my daughter, <laughs> this yeah, for yeah, my daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like taking more shirts, like more yeah. merch. Marker, yeah, ready. every time you pass a red, yeah. he's like, here, sign the CD. Yeah. And you're good. Yeah. Like, You'll be good. Yeah, I got more people to hand these out to. Yeah. Uh, but he was great. Um, 15 minutes later, he was like, okay, let's pull back in. We pulled back in. And the person who brought me there, who was my manager, he brought me there in his car. He told me how to drive. Um, and he saw me pull in 15 minutes into these. I was like, oh, no. He's, and he's done. done. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's like a body hanging off the front trunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I got out and the, the, the instructor said, uh, needless to say, you passed, but I uh, hey, pick up the speed. You're a bit holding up traffic. Yeah. So that's true story. <laughs> and that was true on the track as well, because out of the four of us, that being Dorothy, Greta, me, Steven, and... <laughs> Four. Um, yeah, there you go. Steven came in last in terms of speed. Uh, <laughs> I was responsible. I was yep. driving a Lamborghini Huracan responsibly. He was he was hit, he was hitting like yeah. the turn signals around left turns. He nice. wanted everybody to know which way in he was going. In a circle track. Yeah, 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 it was good. It Just was, in case. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'd be really scary if you see him do a right turn signal. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit, where's he going? <laughs> Finally, he's free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a oh, grandiose all time. Um, but. I do want to talk about, and we do have some questions that our followers wanted to ask you, uh, but recently you trended at the top of YouTube uh, with your Squid yes. Games, your Squid Woo! Games kit. And I I can't believe I we spent so much time together. I can't believe I haven't asked you this question already. But like, okay. did you have the idea for the Squid Games, if Squid Games was really Asian skit from the second that Squid Game launched? Or was it because there was the Squid Games reality TV show, they were doing the Squid Games experience, and you're like, oh, I can get access to that. Let me write a skit around it. Oh, uh, very rarely that skit idea came completely organically. Completely mm. organically. Right. Like, I wasn't sitting at a table trying to write an idea. I wasn't researching, right. trying to look for the next high topic interest to make a skit about. This was completely just for me living life. Mm. Um, I was invited to their experience. They, they have an event in LA that's still currently going on. And I think it will go on until March where they recreated a lot of the sets. Um, they're, they're not exactly the same, but they're, they're uh, modeled after them. And uh, they created a couple of games in the same kind of like genre, but with twists, of course. Okay, because you don't want like, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. It's, we're doing tug of war. Cool, get the strongest people around exactly. you. You know, you know. Yeah. So, so the players wouldn't, the, the, by the players, I mean the general public, wouldn't go in and already know what's going on. All oh, strategies, right. yeah. So I was genuinely just enjoying my experience. It was so much fun. Um, and I uh, played the game, and in the middle of the game, I was like, what if this doggone cookie had a quadratic for, uh, equation on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me laugh so hard. And I was like, <laughs> this is a video. This for yeah. sure is a video. So after that, um, I, I asked my manager and our contact at Netflix. was like, hey, would it be crazy if like I film a video there? Could you guys get me access to the set for like two hours? We'll be yeah. in and out fast. We'll, we'll go at a time where it's not open, so we're not, we're, we're, we'll hold up business. Um, and then uh, my manager managed to pull that off. Incredible. Netflix was so cool. We got to set. And they actually gifted us uh, because we had a couple of big stars in it. We had Nigel, we had Daniel, we had Nathan, myself. <clears throat> and uh, Netflix gifted us four... Tracksuits? Tracksuits. Oh, nice. nice. From the original Korean production. Wow. No way. All the way from wow, Korea. Wow, that's crazy. So I have one of those at home right now. And yeah. my co-stars have the others. Uh, but I thought that was... 
like the wow. coolest thing. And there was season so nice. two is gonna come out, and you're gonna get a call, and they're like, "Yeah, we need, we need that those shit back." back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're missing numbers. I don't know. I don't know how Where's you got one, these. Six, five. We're yeah. missing one six five. Yeah. Uh, we gave you one. Yeah. What were we thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's so funny that like. You want to do a Squid Game sketch. You're like, let me just call up Netflix. Let me do it on the set. Like, if I want to do a Squid Game sketch, it's uh, like, I, how long can I shoot at a playground before I get arrested? <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> I did so much shooting in playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my most viewed videos are just in public parks in, like, Brooklyn. And you, if you watch the bloopers, the amount of times, like, a group of tourists from mm. usually China, because I hear them speak Mandarin, uh, will just... The the the, uh, the guide is like, oh, here's the statue. It's like a hundred and some years old. This is when this battle happened, and twenty yeah. people are just staring at me. Yeah, <laughs> just like and there's the screaming Chinese. Yeah, over here. Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. They don't care about none of the landmarks. They just stare at me, ragdolling to the yeah. floor like <clears throat> two hours in a row. Also, I did so much shooting in uh, in amusement parks. Not uh -huh. a great. Sentence we want taken out of context, in <laughs> or in uh, what, what's it called? Playgrounds. Oh, playgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of shooting mm -hmm. in playgrounds. It's uh, like, yeah, that's really speed running yeah. the American experience. <laughs> yeah, you're nailing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so follow up cool. question. Uh, this is an anime podcast. We talk about anime. We do. I mean, we like we sometimes, sometimes we get yeah. around to it occasionally. We just did about 25 minutes on me being bit by dogs, and very quickly followed up by MVP. Actually. I, you you're you're a study of film, so we are we're wondering if you've ever seen yeah. this you movie. Ever seen this movie? <laughs> so uh, this, this those, is the reaction I wanted from you. So for those of you uh, who aren't watching, uh, Stephen is currently looking at MVP two, which is the most two? vertical. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, so it's a this thing got a sequel. Oh yeah, uh, and I can't get my show made. No, <laughs> no. So the first movie was a uh, most valuable primate. It's a monkey who joins oh. a hockey team. Oh. Uh, now this is most vertical primate. Uh, which is a monkey who learns how to skate after being falsely accused of a crime. Yeah, that was the first half hour of today's podcast. Yeah, that was just all material on that. We were movie. just talking about. And I've seen it. Yeah, I love it. I grew up with these movies. Is this a? Did they film with an actual? Real oh yeah, fucking a right. They did film with an actual monkey. Absolutely. That learned to skate. That learned to skate. Like oh maybe God. I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't doing kickflips. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was. It was a monkey that could skate. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I've only, I gotta be honest. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you, uh, so like I said, we talk about anime. I'm curious because I know you love Naruto, and <laughs> that's you. how you found me. Yes. When did you start watching anime? Like, what was what was? Were you watching it in China? Were you watching it when you went to Ireland? Uh, that wow, it's been so long. It's more than a decade, probably. Ah, uh, sorry uh, about Sengoku there. That's okay. So he's just he's massive. Yeah, he's quite large. <laughs> he likes to get. <laughs> yeah, he gets in there. Um. Uh, well, way long ago, I was probably, probably like 11, 12 years old when okay. I first got exposed to it. I'm 27 now, so you can you can, you can work, do the math. Work the math back on that. Um, and uh, Naruto was definitely the first exposure I had to it. Mm -hmm. Like at that time, it, it was kind of popular all around. So all your friends would be talking about it. Like uh, my cousin was huge into uh, One Piece. I tried to watch One Piece. It was so slow. It was so <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like that in animes. Yeah. Is, is that a hot take or I don't know. I don't like animes. Not on like, this podcast. It's not. No. Great. Yeah. Like an uh, example would be character. Other character fight. He's about to punch. And that's three episodes. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> for three episodes. Just all yeah. screaming. And then to a flashback for another two episodes. I can't yeah. stand that. But, but here, here's the thing about movies as well. I've, I'm not a particular fan of flashbacks either. 
I like to just go in one direction. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like to see And you like Naruto. I was going to say, there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that shows up in Naruto yeah. that you say you don't like. Flash the pacing isn't an issue in Naruto, but mm. flashbacks definitely are. There are yeah. quite a lot of flashbacks. <clears throat> Some of them, I like when they're like just about right, you know, mm. just to, to emphasize one moment. And it's not like a three episode flashback. It's like a probably two minute flashback. <clears throat> That's much better. I think that adds to the story. But when you're, you know, constantly going back and forth and throwing around, and the the timeline is not linear, yeah, um, that I, I get confused and uh, I don't. Enjoy and you just it. get lost entirely. See, that's the thing yeah. about Naruto is like people are like, oh, there's so many fillers. It's like you can skip fillers. Yes. You can't skip bad pacing because something yes. could still happen. Yes. Yeah. I realized this, by the way. That, uh, um, I tried to watch One Piece, and about like sixty episodes in, I was just so bored. Yeah, because it takes like three episodes for one character to do anything, a very to get out thing. a door. Yeah, to get from yeah. inside to outside. Exactly. Yeah. He's opened it, and now he's gonna take three episodes to step in. Yeah, like stuff like that. Um, and then I, I realized after all of that, I think I went to the first uh, Blue oh, Blue East Blue. Is that what it's called? East Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of the Crunchyroll season one, season two, season three thing. I saw a, a, another section where it had like movie length versions of each arc. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> they did a re-edit of... I didn't know about this until uh, two weeks ago. They're, they're just like crushed down versions of Dude. the arcs. Yeah. You can speed run it. How is this not like the main thing? Everybody, <laughs> here, save yourself 300 hours and go yeah. check that out. So there's been a thing for a long time. It was a fan-made project called One Pace. I, I, I'm aware of that, yes. Yeah, and so yeah. they cut down on all those pacing moments. And on every single arc, there's a, if you watch One Pace dress Rosa as opposed to One Piece, you save 1,000 hours. Jesus. 1,000 hours. Imagine how much better you could be as a person with a thousand yeah, hours not anything. spent. Yeah, to do anything Wait, no. other than watching people scream. It might be a thousand hours total because One Piece in its entirety is 11 days long if you were to watch straight. So it might be a thousand minutes or something like that. But you cut like days yeah. off your watch. Yeah. It's like 1500 minutes. Or, I think it's 1500 minutes for Wano, uh, a thousand a thousand minutes for Dressrosa, like so much time yeah. saved. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's breakneck because it's meant to match the manga pacing exactly. So uh -huh. they only show anime scenes that happen in the manga and how they happen in the manga. Right. So okay. anything that happens in the middle, they just cut and it's way better. I'm glad they did that. Fair yeah. play to the fans. So oh, have wow. you rewatched Naruto since you watched it the first time? Uh, I haven't rewatched the whole series, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I probably won't be that big into uh, like um, rewatching stuff. But I enjoy great scenes. Yeah, yeah. What obviously. are some What are some like big highlights Dude, for you? The best anime fight of all time is Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki. There's love that. Ah, Come yeah, on, there's yeah. no anime fight better than that. That's a base. That's a based <laughs> opinion. Because if, if you're like, hey, best Naruto fights, no one ever considers Boruto, but Boruto has probably yeah. the two best fights. Yes. In the entire yeah, Naruto, it's Naruto versus Ishiki. Right. Yeah, Baryon yeah. versus Ishiki. And then Naruto and Sasuke boxing up Momoshiki. Yeah. Like, what's the yeah. Wing Chun moment when Naruto is just Wing Chunging the fuck out of Momoshiki yeah. is awesome. The weapons. Uh, but the best thing, what like what I love about fights in general is, is being intelligent. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of writing nowadays you see is just punch, 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 box, box, box. Oh, right. this guy gets down, he hits back, and that guy gets down. It's boring. Mm -hmm. When you add in... Um, 
when you add in like mysteries, reveals, twists, things that make the audience go, oh shit, that's what he has and he can do this. Yeah. And Naruto just popped out of the throw like he did back in Neji. Yeah, against, against like Zabuza and like all that. Uh, like they, yeah, they're yeah. still throwing like shuriken and popping yeah. up behind people. Like the sequence, that fight is to me great about the intelligence and in writing the sequence when they're vertical. Yeah. When the three of them vertical, <clears throat> like I can go beat for beat for this fight scene. It's, it's <laughs> that good in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens there? Let me just get this right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, so Naruto and Sasuke push Momoshiki into kind of a defense. He does the bah, bubble air around him. And then Naruto oh, flies when he's from fused under. already? Yeah. Yeah. Naruto flies from under as a shuriken. Mm-hmm. Plot. And now, and now uh, Momoshiki's in the air. And Naruto changes from shuriken to Naruto. Throws down a um, a Rasen Shuriken, yeah, and the and Momoshiki is ready to absorb. Which all those moments are fuck entertainment value, bro. All yeah. those moments make the audience go, "Oh my god, yeah, he can do that." Yeah, he's ready to to, to absorb the the uh, Rasen Shuriken, and it turns into Sasuke. Yeah, and then Momoshiki's like, "I got you with these chains." <laughs> And then Sasuke switches. But see, yeah. That is anytime like, Sasuke switches places with someone, so I'm like out of my chair. It is yeah. so sick. That that is the most intelligent writing in almost any action scene I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's what I think great entertainment value lies. Not in the you punched harder and you punched harder and you punched. Harder. That's boring. I like when there's intelligence in the writing. That's the beauty of building out a power system that is unique to the individual using it because it's like, hey, yeah. you have this ability, you'll use it in oh. this scenario, yes. right? Yes. So Heavenly Hand Power is unique to Sasuke, so only he uses it. Rasen Shuriken, it's cutting ability, Lava Rasen Shuriken yeah. specific to Naruto. Momoshiki is actually really cool. His story is based off uh, a Japanese folk hero story named Momotaro, which is the okay. Peach Boy, uh, who is a boy who is found in a peach, who's sent by God, found in a peach to a, uh, a family that uh-huh. has no children. And he goes on a journey to kill a bunch of Oni. And on that journey, he befriends a pheasant, a dog, and a monkey. So all of Momoshiki's abilities, if you rewatch it, and this is reason for you to go rewatch it, he will use, he has a dog attack, a pheasant attack, and a monkey attack. So like he can like make a giant rock dog that he uses to attack, and the name will be based off the dog from Momotaro, that story. So like a lot of like, even to go beyond the nuances of, oh, Sasuke knows fireball technique because he's a Sharingan. A lot of people in Naruto know those abilities because of the name and the lore they're based off. That's wild. So there's layers. There's layers to yeah. the intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. How do you write something like that? Like, hot take. I come from film. I come from TV, movies, that stuff, theater. <clears throat> hot take. I think Naruto is one of the greatest pieces of uh, entertainment ever created. It has wow. to be. Ever, ever, ever. Like, yeah. Like, toe-to-toe with Shakespeare. Ever. Wow! Love all of humanity, I think is it's definitely up there. I, I mean, if you're talking what? about like who put down more words, it's probably pretty close, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the very least an original take. That's, that's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard like, "Yo, who wins Shakespeare and Naruto?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's something, Where's Shakespeare's yeah. tournament arc? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like not even touching Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> yeah. like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. like, Shakespeare, Taylor Swift, no chance. It's, yeah, Naruto. Well, it's, it's so funny because like human nature is so like we deify things from the past right so if it's like if something happened 300 years ago 400 years ago it's like yeah. oh people like the journey to the west is the greatest story ever told have you fucking yeah, read, yeah, yeah. have you read it like, yeah. like i like, used to watch journey to the west of course uh, the chinese version it's, mm-hmm. it's like everything it's like one of two shows on television at that time yeah half of naruto <laughs> was inspired by journey
parodied at the West. That's yeah. the thing. And it's the, such I a, see the collections. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so <laughs> like there's it's like, oh, we deify these ancient stories, but then we like talk about these stories that have magnificent character arcs and their tragedies mm-hmm. and comedies simultaneously. Uh-huh. Things like Naruto. Yeah. And it's like we can't take away the inherent value of the stories being told just because they were told ten years ago. Yeah. Exactly. It, it adds the, that kind of like prestige that, you know, they're they like Shakespeare, for example. It has the prestige of being Shakespeare and performed millions of times across hundreds of years. Yeah. Uh, that's probably, it's probably wrong. Not hundreds of years, but I don't know how long oh, it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he died in sure. 1606, so at least 500. Good, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like stories, we need to evolve, right? We, yeah. Obviously, it, we can't go backwards. So we have to create stories that are better and better. So it's not necessarily because they have the age that they are godlike. You, yeah. You still challenge the the entertainment value and the, and the writing of the story. I want to bring back to the previous point of intelligent writing. Yeah. Um, and I want to actually share something uh, that, that I've been thinking a lot about. This oh, gonna, we're doing it? This is going to, yeah. Are we uh, doing the pitch? About, about okay. Loud oh, Man. Okay, cool. This is going to take like a decade, so don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. We'll just talk about it for now. Um, I love that intelligent action writing so much that I have this idea that I'm going to make in the future of a universe, a world, whether it becomes um, videos or a series or a film or a saga of films, whatever it becomes, the idea behind it is I want a series that explores that intelligence. So when it comes to all their fights, I want it all to be carry great intelligence in the writing Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for it to be not just the brute you punch harder, you punch harder. Kind the of Superman thing, thing right. where it's like, I'm just going to punch you in a space and yeah, you'll stop yeah, breathing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the idea behind it is I want every single, it's a world with superpowers. People have random superpowers, but they're all completely useless. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's the I great like that. thing about Yeah, this that's show. cool. The superpowers are, are so ridiculously useless that one cannot imagine they'd be powerful in a fight at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <clears throat> the main character w- will be like a, like a Superman type. Uh, his name is Loudman. And uh, this character essentially has the flight, the super strength, bulletproof, laser eyes, all of that regular stuff that you yeah. expect with that type. Um, and he's kind of like the, the main guy. He's the, he's the all might in this universe. Right. Um, except with one drawback, he can only activate any of his powers when he is screaming at the top of his lungs. That's tough. Yeah. So That's if, tough. Yeah. yeah that dude must he, have a great throat doctor. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you get me his number yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> You're at lunch at like a cafe and you hear, yeah. Oh, oh, it's just oh, like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's so he, funny. If he's not screaming, he's a regular human. So, like, mm. his arch nemesis, uh, uh, we've thought about a villain called um, Cinnamon, where his only ability is to have a lot of cinnamon to throw at people. Nice. Yeah. I was hoping it was cinnamon based. Yeah. yeah. It's like Bakugo, like, he's able to make nitroglycerin yeah. from his hands, but he's just making he has cinnamon. cinnamon. Throwing yeah. cinnamon? Not a terrible power. Mm-hmm. You can blind someone. Yeah. You, you can that's blast, pretty solid. But what's great is it's almost like chess pieces. Yeah, right. A completely useless superhero. Well, it'd be a villain. A completely useless villain with little to zero battle power is the is the the, the kryptonite of the most powerful being in this universe. Right, right. Because you know, he starts choking like and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. He perfectly counters the most mm-hmm. powerful being in that universe. And other things like um, a water-based people... Who can who can take away Loudman's ability to scream and mm-hmm. basically turn him back to a regular human? Right. Um, another some other examples I thought about completely useless abilities is uh, another like superhero slash villain, whatever he wants to become, 
uh, Pigeon Man. And uh, Pigeon Man has no other powers, but he is really good at sitting on ledges. That's no, it. He's very I good. thought Pigeon Man. Oh, I thought Pigeon Man just had a bunch of pigeons. Dude, and he was just yeah. He was you, just descending if, down from like ledges. Yeah. Like, just like uh, my when you said Pigeon Man, my idea was like a dude who has yeah. a bunch of pigeons. And uh, I had the scene of him descending down from a building, but the pigeons are holding him by his coat, so he's just choking just the whole not, way down. Nah, too, like, yeah, too useful. Too useful. Yeah, right. Dude, like, Pigeon oh. Man. You get Pigeon Man like a pair of binoculars or something. Uh-huh. That dude's a solid scout. Yeah. Like just so on a little scout. ledge. Like yes. yeah. And here's what I mean by intelligent writing mm. he is he has a basically useless power that any other human can do um, he's really good at sitting on ledges meaning he has great balance and he can get on the ledges very yeah. fast and he can maneuver the ledges very fast mm-hmm. basically like like an, like a super version of a parkour guy basically right he has extraordinary power when it comes to sitting on ledges um, to turn that useless power into a a character that can be like s tier yeah, Omega level powerful character. Right. Um, I thought it was down the line. He kind of invents this way to carry around Lego ledges oh. that oh. are the size of little things. Right. And in any battlefield, Song. the full yeah. battlefield is full of these Lego, and he he's basically Minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like things like that, having a so he can throw ledges up into the air and like climb across them. And now he's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, you know that's I mean? interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So that's the whole series. I want it to be full of completely useless powers. Mm. That scale. But that scale, yeah. And, and yeah. what it scales by is intelligence, not... Ah, not yeah, that. I did 80 crunches and now uh-huh. I can fly faster. Well, that's, yes. that's like the best part of My Hero Academia for me is that I like... I love the randomness of My yeah. Hero Academia powers. Yeah, the it's powers are safe. all like ones you wouldn't consider powers, uh-huh. but also like there's this great theme of like um, like Lamillion or what's his name? Not Minato. Who's Lamillion? What's his Lamillion name? is the one who's able to uh, phase, phase through, through things. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Obito. Um, but he, Lamillion is his hero name. Yeah, Mirio is Mirio. That's what I was trying to get. So Mirio like has a power that isn't super like offensive Uh on the surface. He just like phases through things. Yeah, yeah. But because he's like only when he holds his breath too. Yeah, and only when it like it kind of sucks. It's kind of not a good power. And if he's in the ground, it shoots him back up when he like has to breathe. But like because he's smart and Uh because he like works unbelievably hard. He turns this like on the surface shitty power yeah. into something that's incredibly exciting. Dude, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And the, like pieces of writing that are just almost irrelevant but are genius. Like the fact that his costume is fully made up of his hair. Yeah. That's genius writing. Mm-hmm. Mirio's costume is made of his hair? Yes, because he would face through any other clothes but himself. Whoa! Yeah. So whenever he no- faces not wearing, whenever he faces wearing not his clothes, he just ends up naked. Yeah. That's yeah. so fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. I like Bayonetta, that. You That's know? very cool. It's yeah, clever as hell. Are uh, you into like Avatar: The Last Airbender? I liked it. I liked it a lot growing up. Uh, I, and that, at that time, it was a weird kind of watching experience where um, you, I don't like you can't video on demand watch it you want right. you sit at the tv at yeah, you get it when it shows to show up. the newest yeah. episode yeah, yeah. And i never kind of got it in order gotcha. so right be like final fight yeah. and then they'll be like the first episode hey like i'm trying to learn water bending and then he's like yeah like like stealing <laughs> yeah. like, like stealing fire lord ozai's yeah. magic and like how did we get here well Let's it's like it. avatar i think you would like in order because uh-huh. it's 
everybody has like one of four powers. Yeah, yeah. And so like when you have like two firebenders fighting each other, uh-huh. it just comes down to skill and intelligence because oh, yeah. they can only do the same thing. You yes. know what I mean? That's cool. That's so yeah. cool. I had another idea for um, a, a, a power, a character inside Loud My Universe. And um, this is a, a time traveler. But his power is... And this takes great strain. So you only use it like once a day or whatever. Yeah. It takes great... He can't spam it. Um, he can teleport or time travel to any minute within the current hour. But he cannot choose which. Oh. Interesting. So that... Yeah. Wait, so he could go back like... He could, like if it's like... Let's say it's like uh, 11.59. He could uh-huh. go back... To any time within the hour he's within, but yes. that could be a minute in the past. Yes. So initially, nice. this person is basically useless, and he right. can only get himself into trouble because he'll teleport, and oh crap, he's in like his head is in a lion's mouth. You know, he's right, in a situation yeah, yeah. where he's absolutely disadvantaged. And the way he learns to use his power is that I, I plan to name him Agent Fifty Nine mm-hmm. because he learns that if he activates his power at any Fifty Nine minute, right, he'll he can know. only go back. Yeah, interesting. So That's now cool. he's got insight. Yeah. Uh, and then through this intelligent use of his power, he, he goes from a useless kind of superhero that's really always in trouble to uh, a, a superhero that can give intel, that can add great to a team. That's cool. Uh, For like, some t- reason, when you said a useless time-traveling ability, I was like, you can go back in time, but only to when you're pooping. Like that's what that was my that was my idea for some um, reason. That'd it's like, be great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why that was the one that was like, oh, useless time traveler. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, like you go back in time, but like it's only time shaking. Yeah, it's shit. like what were you doing when the bomb went off? I was pooping. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Dude, easy dubs. Listen, yeah. you, you take a poo and then watch the lottery winning announcement and just rewind back. Yeah, yeah, yeah to exactly. Buy the lottery number. So that's the thing. He could game it, you know? Yeah, he yeah, could yeah, game he it. Does he yeah. only go back in time to where he was in that hour? Or is it like kind of also yes, teleportation? Got um, you. But, um, but due to the randomness of the ability... He could jump from minute 59 to minute 59 and nothing right. happens. Right, yeah. exactly. So every time he plays it, it's like the roulette table. He has risk. Yeah. Um, and he could just end up dead mm. any time he activates his ability. <laughs> That'd be sick if it's like, if he does it at like minute 58 or whatever, and if you ever wanted to kill this character, it's like minute 58, he's about to get stabbed. It's this big dramatic scene, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I have such a high chance of like, Ha- like teleporting to before yeah, this is happening yeah. and he gets unlucky and he teleports after and it just exactly. cuts and he has the sword in his mouth. Exactly. That'd that's, be awesome. That's the type of writing I love. Yeah, I love that's the cool. Audience this the is the important scene. time that I tell you that Danny is an award-winning, award-winning short film director. Oh, sick. Yeah. I make, I make, yeah, I do, I do some film stuff, you know, here and there. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I do, uh, I'm doing like a superhero short film in two okay. weekends actually. Okay. That's like, Kind of not similar, like at all, but like um, similar enough that I think you'd enjoy it. But like, awesome. it's that. like a boxer, like this underground, like you know, illegal boxer, right before this huge fight gets super strength, and like uh-huh. his partner, who's this like coked out, like strung out dude, is like, this is sick. Like we're gonna take him out in the first round, and the boxer is like. I don't want to hit him. I could kill this guy. Uh, I don't know how strong I am. Uh, and so the whole fight is this like ideally very tense situation where he's like trying not to throw a punch, but doesn't know how to get out of this otherwise. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I like that. I like the first a lot of superhero stuff happening. Great pitch. <laughs> Thank you. 
I like it a lot. So, awesome. Yes. Um, back to Naruto, yep, uh, because I know sure. that's what you love, and that's what I love, and that's that's how we met. Uh, who's your favorite character in Naruto? Favorite character? There's been so many good characters. Yeah. Oh, so, so I, it might be a, a super basic answer, but I think Naruto himself. Naruto himself. Yeah, I think I love so. that main character. Your main character fan. Yeah, I I think. That's Dude. such an answer to give if you've never seen Naruto. I, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, oh, gee, you know, uh, Naruto. That dude's Who pretty good. Who Naruto yeah. again? Mm. Oh, if, I know. If no, you didn't bring up the Momoshiki fight, I'd be like, wait a second. This yeah. dude hasn't seen shit. Yeah. 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 This guy's got no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. I like to think that he's only seen the Boruto movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, oh fuck. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. one yeah. fight. The one fight. I know, you bring up Boruto. He's like, yeah, Boruto. Oh, that's real. Oh, yeah. oh that's his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, we're just moving down the key. Keyboard. Yeah. I, don't know. I yeah. just lied on my resume to get onto this interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> really it's a very prestigious spot. Yeah. You're right. um, I think uh, it, it's more than entertainment because it kind of happened at a time when I was growing and mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of change. I went from China to Ireland. All of a sudden, everything was different. You know, people shake hands here. Whoa, what? And then I can't understand what everyone's saying. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest difference between Ireland and China. It's just yeah. the they shake like, oh. hands. Like, Get away from me! Yeah. Like, you <laughs> have one too. Yeah. 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 Like, you want Chinese food and it's it's French fries and gravy, and you're like, yeah. you're not broken by that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff. All the mannerisms, all the behaviors, the the the. Hanging out. Well, I could, my first like two years in Ireland, I could never understand the concept of hanging out. Mm. It's just not what Chinese people do ever. Mm. You go play tennis or yeah. you go bowling or we're here to work on this project. Oh, you don't just sit in no. a room and do nothing together? That is, <laughs> I could not wrap my brain around that yeah. forever. So <laughs> I was going through a lot of change. Um, and uh, that was also the time when I was watching Naruto. And I think there was great impact of that show on me as, as a person as a mm-hmm. personal development like learning about uh, friendship and what i always loved about naruto that i kind of carried on was he doesn't give up mm-hmm. in many 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 occasions where he could easily just turn evil mm-hmm. screw everybody yeah y'all have treated me terribly i'm gonna treat you terribly right. or giving up on sasuke despite sasuke being a, an absolute dick. Yeah, yeah, just the worst, the worst <laughs> the for, majority of this for show. 697 episodes. Yeah. Yes, the, all that time, like, he valued friendship and he was so solid in his way um, that, that I think it impacted me. Yeah. Um, and it led to a lot of the, a lot of the kind of future of decisions I made, the things I carried myself, things like that. No, it's a good. It's a good answer because, like, I also am a huge MC fan. Like, you know, like I love the main character okay. of a story so yeah. much. So, like, I yeah. love Naruto as a character. Like, I like view him as the prototypical main character of a story because, like, he, yes. he he always comes out on top through like the hard work that he puts in. And like towards the end, like he becomes kind of like a god. Yes, the hard a little work bit. thing got dropped a yeah. little bit. And that's yeah. what's devastating about Naruto is that Naruto OG Naruto is so about like you're more than the circumstance of your birth. That's the yes. entire point of the Neji uh-huh. fight. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The entire point of the Neji fight is literally just like, hey, you think that you were born powerful and therefore you'll always stay on top. I'm here to show you that that, that, that's not the way. Warar comes along, Asura, Indra. And all of a sudden, none of the powers were earned. Yeah. Kind of just given. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I agree. I I like that about OG Naruto. And in a way, that's what I want to see in the future and what I want to make into Loudman. That same concept of, um, yes, you can be born with a completely useless power, but it's up to you. Mm-hmm. No matter how useless your power is, which 
to our universe would be the circumstance, no matter if we don't have the resources or the network or the connection or in the wrong country or the wrong place, being the wrong type. Yeah. And a lot of that I I carry myself Um, to be above the circumstance and go, okay, so yeah, I don't have the right anything, but I could become the greatest. Yeah. Uh, I love that, love that concept. It carried me all the way through my, my, um, actual like career my my 3000 rejections as an actor yeah um and then my hundreds of youtube videos that nobody watched <laughs> it was that thing that maybe naruto distilled in me that kept me going on so <clears throat> i was unaware of that i know i know the i know the acting story i know yeah. that you know you studied acting for four years in college then you went to where you met greta in new york the um uh, the neighborhood playhouse. There we are. Um, and so I didn't know that there was hundreds of YouTube videos that nobody watched. Though, what what's the story there? Oh yeah, yeah. I always made sketches, and in the beginning, I I started as a strategy to progress my acting career in a time where there was no industry. Yeah, right. Uh, everything was gone. Everything, every audition, everything I booked, uh, all the rehearsals, all the classes, absolutely everything. The follow was gone. up to your dinosaur movie. The fu- <laughs> <laughs> all out the window. Yeah. Steven's acting, his IMDb is Don't deep and, and, and it's round. You saw the movie. Right? Oh, I've seen the entire oh thing. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I do my research. Uh, yeah. huh. 10 years later, I'm going to look back on that. Mm-hmm. It'll be, wow. Do you want to tell uh, the crowd what the, the name of that movie is? Want to tell me what, the, yeah, what for, that is? For everyone yeah. looking into it's it. It's called Dinosaur World. It's the first movie I had ever booked. Um, and I booked it like probably the first year out of the Neighborhood Playhouse. So that, mm-hmm. That'll be after five years of training and working in theater. That'll be the first movie I'd ever booked. Um, and it was, it was a very fun experience. What, what were we talking about? I forgot. You are talking about the hundreds of videos that no one sees. <clears throat> oh, the hundreds. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, so um, the story goes, it was right before the pandemic. Um, this was like March in New York 2021. Nice. It was 2020? 2020. There was a lot of lost years, I, 2020. With yeah, honestly, March, you could say any year. March 2020 yeah. is the beginning of COVID. March 2021 is yeah. the dead center of it. Yeah. Okay, okay, so it was yeah. 2020. Um, I had just booked the biggest job of my life. Mm-hmm. Of my life. Uh, it was a national commercial where I was going to, it was from a tech company. Um, and I was going to be like on commercials across the entire country. Mm-hmm. And it paid it paid it would have paid a year's rent this is coming from an actor who's never made a month's rent right i was over the moon i booked this job i still remember receiving the text i was in i was in new york uh at the at the south side looking onto like the new jersey piers that area the financial district area yeah on the kind of river um, and i remember receiving the text immediately I called my mom and it was jumping up and down i was like mom 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 dude i, I can pay rent now so yeah. look what i did i was so happy so we went on, we did costume, we did uh, preparing for the shot, coordinating, and then... And they're like, yeah, man, people keep coughing in Italy. Yeah. You <laughs> 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 so, Yeah. Not a lot of pasta here, yeah, weirdly yeah, yeah, yeah. enough. And I remember this so damn well. It was scheduled to shoot on March 20th. Oh. And that is the exact oh. day New York went into lockdown. Yeah. Oh. So in the morning, I got a text going, hey, uh, sorry, but the, the shoot is on hold. Uh, we're going to wait till further notice. Oh. Never happened. Damn. Never happened. So question... Yeah. Are you grateful that happened? Oh, oh there's a lot of things. Am I grateful that I missed the job? Because here's the thing. Let's say hypothetically you missed that job, right? And now uh, you're you're Mr. You know, uh, you know the general insurance. Mr. Dinosaur World too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 
uh, you're still an actor. You just uh, made Ginormo. You still act in all of your own stuff. Uh, uh, and, you know, you still have ideas of Loud Man and you, you want to do yeah. your own production studio yeah. and all these kinds of things. So acting is always at the core of what you want to do. And you make skits every single day. But if you think you hadn't, if like without COVID, right, without the inspiration, be like, well, if no one else is going to film me, I'll film myself. Mm -hmm. And you had stuck to the actor route. Would you have liked that more, or are you grateful that you've been brought to this point in your YouTube career? Oh, I think I, I have a decent idea of what would have happened mm -hmm. because I, I know myself and I know what I would have done. And yeah, and I think that that matters above anything else. Any circumstance, whether you're lucky or not, whether you know the right people or you're not, you're in the right place or not, what you do is far more important than any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. The circumstance, I think, if I if COVID didn't happen, let's say. And I continue the job, and everything kind of just went on as as normal. Yeah, um, I think it would have taken me much longer to reach uh, the the success level that I am at now. Yeah, I would have reached it. There's no doubt about that because whether you know I have to create the whole thing myself, I would. Um, but uh, the 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 COVID and everything stopping, and the fact that I had no industry forced me to take a step back farther than I would have. Yeah. In the path of it didn't happen, everything continued, I would have gone and looked at how do I get roles, how do I get roles, and if that if I needed to step one more step back, it would have looked like how would I network, and if I needed to step one more step back, I would have looked at how would I build a film company to create the products to cast myself, um, and uh, if I needed to take another step back, I might have gone to how could I create the platform and the audience, both, um, at the same time it, it would I don't think I would have taken a, a step as far back as YouTube yeah that's what the pandemic forced me to do right and, and I think it worked out well this way but I, I've absolutely no doubt that um, I would reach the same end goal either way yeah, it's all. It all depends on what I do. Because you, you know yourself. You back yourself. You're a hard worker. You yeah, know, yeah, and very you, inspirational. Yeah, yeah, you've you've had the strive, and I, it's funny because that's kind of the same story for all of us. I mean, yeah. Danny went to he went to college to be a director. Uh, I went to college to do biotechnology. That's and so random. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the craziest part about like this whole table yeah. is that you are like a closeted scientist. I like, fully was saving life in yeah. cancer, and then <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, those Naruto yeah. checks are. Yeah, hitting, yeah now you you're know? dunking on nerds you intellectually. Know, like, yeah, that is more or less so my funny. Path. But like, without COVID happening, you know, I am never alone. I'm working in LA with a job, and you know, I'm I'm clocking nine to five, and I never there was always that creative itch. Uh -huh. I just never reached for it until I was living alone and I was like I need to find friends somehow yeah, and so yeah. I was like Twitch is there TikTok is there you know so like I feel like you two definitely would have gotten it it just so whenever somebody's like oh this this door closed so a new one opened I'm always curious to like are you grateful that that door closed because I know uh, that I am ah uh, I see I yeah think, yeah great question uh, the, the, the hundreds of videos that nobody saw that, that's the topic we're still gonna get to you. Um, so in the beginning that happened then I was like okay so how do I progress in this time and I made a prediction it kind of didn't work out, but mm -hmm. other things worked out. My prediction was, if I can command viewership, then I can offer that as a value proposition to the people that hire the casting directors. Uh, basically, looking at what the producers and the studios and the networks and the executives want and going, hey, I can give you what you want. Cast me. Right, right, Disney, exactly. if you would like another 5 million viewers on your show, cast right, me. Right, right. So that was the idea. 
My prediction was completely wrong. Boy, oh boy, is the phone not ringing. But it led me to that road of, okay, let's take a look at social media. Let's take a look at YouTube, which I was already familiar with because I watched it since I was a child. Let's take a look at TikTok. At first, I spent a couple hundred hours just studying. I looked at every successful channel that I liked in the comedy sketch realm. Um, and I broke down, okay, how do they write, how do they edit, how do they perform, what are their upload cadences, what worked for them, what didn't work for them, why what worked for them work, why what didn't work for them didn't work, and just did a whole bunch of studying, and then went off to create content myself. And the first strategy that I did was to utilize the base 60 times greater reach of TikTok at that time, which was even greater. Because yeah, it was huge when TikTok first started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and uh, that base 60 times greater reach comes from um, a, an average YouTube video at that time, which was VOD. There was no video on demand. There was no shorts at that time on YouTube. Um, an average YouTube video would be 9 to 12 minutes. Yeah. And so one viewer consuming YouTube for one hour would consume on average about five videos. Mm -hmm. And because of our experience, we know that generally those five videos came from the same channel not hopping around. Um, and on TikTok, which was new at that time, short from content, the average TikTok was about 11 seconds. Yeah. So you had the same viewer sitting in front of TikTok for the same hour, which consumed 300 videos. Mm -hmm. um, so there's your base 60 times greater reach. But at that time, it was even greater because of the undersaturation. And um, also the context switches. You know, they're not generally from the same channel. You don't watch 300 videos from the yeah. same channel. So, so... You had that greater. So I, I discovered that through the studying and then uh, made TikToks. I tried following trends, but I, I'd like comedy sketches. So I always did comedy sketches. Made sketches about gaming, made it about um, uh, coming to America, about being a classroom classmate, uh, about every like sports, everything that I could think of at that time. And uh, it took about 220 videos before I got my first significant viewership video. Right. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I tried a lot of stuff, uh, and I had fun as well. At that time, there was no pressure. Yeah. It was like, I yeah. I could flop another 100 videos, yeah. and I wouldn't lose anything. Whereas today, if I flop another two videos, I, my whole business yeah. would go down. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm looking yeah, at yeah. Nick. He can never. <clears throat> Nick can never fail for that long and still continue <laughs> to do a thing. I have, um, <laughs> I have what you like to call uh, accidental savant syndrome, uh, where everything <laughs> okay. I've ever tried yeah. succeeds almost immediately. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, it's Nick not, has frustrating not, luck, is what I call it. It's not good, because once, the second I get hit with like any kind of adversity, it is going to destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not going ready. to fucking derail me. Yeah. Uh, I made probably about seven or eight comedy sketches, and uh. then Dorothy was like, you should try anime. And then I did. And then it succeeded. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I talk about Naruto now. And then I was on Twitch and Twitch started like, I started making like a good amount of money on Twitch more than I was making in science. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll do that. I didn't even know Twitch had revenue. Twitch, it's no, all like... given. It's all like, so people pay you. So it's like yeah. people subscribe. Oh, so Twitch. Oh, I yeah, confused yeah. it with Twitter. My bad. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no. Twitter yeah. does not. Yeah. Yes. Twitch, um, you're just begging for money. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. just like, it's like I'm playing a video game, but yeah. like in a scanty yeah. little outfit. And yeah. I'm like, please, like yeah. a dollar, a dollar Rudy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so there was that. And then I was like, Cody, my editor was like, go to YouTube. And I was like, okay, first video, 100,000 views. And then we just never really looked back. Yeah, no, it's Yeah, good. doesn't that suck? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the worst thing you've ever heard? No, I like, TikTok was just like, so the place to be during the pandemic because I like I'm kind of similar in a way to Nick in a way that it's like 
my first video accidentally blew up on TikTok. And if uh-huh. it didn't, I don't know if I could have climbed that mountain that you did, which is super impressive. I did like a sketch about like condoms being in the vending machine at my college. Okay. And how I thought that was hilarious. And that like accidentally blew up. And then my next like hundred videos didn't, but I was like, I have proof I can blow up. And that like That is a significant thing. Yeah. Fair, fair play. And to be, I don't know many channels that hit 100K views first upload. I monetized in three videos on YouTube. That is insane. That, that is yeah, insane. that's stupid. I hit 100,000 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube in two and a half months. That's crazy. Yeah, From zero to 100,000 in two and a half months. I'm curious about something, Nick. Are you a an asshole person? Are you <laughs> <laughs> a joke? Go on. Uh, am I an algorithm person? Yes. Mm. Not really. You like, so are. I, what do you mean? You're like a Nick loves a like specifically curated title. He loves a clickbait Great. title. Yeah, yeah. I think fantastic at it. I think yeah. there's an art of clickbait, and I think yeah, not yeah. enough people. I actually am going to be teaching a class on this in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, I don't think enough people leverage clickbait. I think mm-hmm. if you are a genuine enough content creator, yeah. and you are like, as long as your video is roughly about what the clickbait title is, if I'm like, oh, uh, Denji dies, and yeah. I'm like, Denji is dead, and then yeah. if for one second of the chapter of Chainsaw Man, Denji was dead, I can get to that point. Yeah, and yeah. then if the video is informing, like entertaining, and not like taking the piss out of everybody who's watching it nobody's i have a 98.5 percentage like rate on my youtube videos yeah, like sick. average okay. yeah. uh and so and and that's i do ridiculous thumbnails i do ridiculous titles but uh, because i like approach everything genuinely and yeah, like yeah. from a like perspective of like i want to inform you uh, but i also have to get you to click yeah. like we average like a close to 12 percent ctr on good thumbnails and all that i have something to share about ctr okay i've spent like six months studying it ever since trinomo um well, so what? It, what's CTR for Click our... Click-through rate. Right. Click-through rate. For our um, viewers. You upload a video, it's shown to 100 people, 10 people click, that's 10% click-through rate. Yes. Nice. That's Crash explained. Course. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Stephen E. Explained Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a new insight with click-through rate. Uh, I used to optimize for the highest number of click-through as I, as I can, um, and then I realized that's not necessarily a good thing. Mm. It could High click-through rate could be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get the wrong if, people clicking or if they're not staying right true if they're yeah. not staying it, it will certainly damage you in terms of retention and, and all, all stuff like that but what I meant was um, I realized the biggest misconception that I had about click through was I neglected who that was a massive insight mm. yes 100 million people had an impression and 10 million people clicked leading to 10, 10 million views yes those numbers are great but what I didn't think about is who, gotcha. which 100 million people and which 10 million people. Uh-huh. That ended up being the most important thing. So, so an example of some extremes would be you can have a channel that has a, a, a very tight core of, say, a thousand subs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A thousand subs love you. You're in a very, very niche thing. Let's <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Small cult. I have a good amount of I, subscribers. I, I, like, no, I'm not saying like he gets... You're what, 300,000 now on YouTube? Yeah. I thought you were just like, oh yeah, the little fucking no. 200 <laughs> subscriber the, guy over here. Th- th- there's never been a YouTuber I've known whose fandom loves him more than his, like they that's would true. go to war for Dan. Oh yeah, I'm big into like, I think, yeah, I think that's where you're going is like, I'm not looking for like the average person just pop on and leave. Like uh, I try so hard to like kind of yeah. nurture like returning viewers. Yeah, yeah. The community, I see, yeah. 
So, so in that extreme example, what I would mean to, to um, emphasize is you could have a small channel with like a thousand people who are extremely dedicated. These could be even be your friends and family. You could be that dedicated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you could have a ridiculous 30% click-through rate, mm-hmm. but your channel will never grow. Yeah. So a high number in click-through rate does not necessarily mean growth of the channel. Mm-hmm. And that was the concept I had to get. I had sometimes, yes, I could hit an amazing like 12%, 15% click-through rate, but uh, the video would die at 200K views. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the insight. So what did you change to like, uh-huh. like get people to stick around? So I, in particular, I want to build a large channel. So I want more people to see it. Right. Um, of course, I, I put a lot of attention into building the core audience and that community. But uh, at the same time, I want to expand. So the new challenge became, okay, cool. So I know these million people will click this video. Mm-hmm. But how do I get people outside of these million to click? Yeah. How right, do I get right. this Norwegian grandma to click? Right. How do I get this Indian child to click? Right. right. Um, that was the challenge. And I've spent the last couple of months studying that, researching that. Uh, I've come up with a few strategies, a lot of failures, but a couple have kind of begun working. Um, and the, the main thing that's begun working is to, one, Pivot slowly so that I don't alienate the right. current audience. Right, no, for sure. Yeah, and put their beloved characters in, put their beloved humor in, their, yeah. their formats in. Um, but at the same time, make sketches about high-interest topics that everybody would want to see a video about. Yeah. Mm. Um, so after, I think, six, seven tries of this strategy, it finally worked when I did a video about the iPhone launch. Gotcha. This was iPhone 15 came out. And I was like, this is a high-trending topic. Currently, uh, the, the view cap is like 20 million views. Marcus Brownlee uploaded the first review. got 8 million views in one day. Okay, this looks like a topic people want to see content about. So I made a comedy sketch about the launch of the new iPhone, and that hit. And right. Like, okay, so, damn. I saw the, um, the, uh, I saw the effects of getting who to click rather yeah. than how many. And uh, I saw that in the comments because the comments was completely different from any of my other videos. Mm-hmm. My videos are usually, uh, my comments are usually about the video. Um, this joke was great. That character is fantastic. Agent Dash should have said this, blah, right. blah, blah. It's about the video. But in these, almost, not, well, not almost none, but like probably 60% of the comments had nothing to do with the video. Yeah. They were arguing right, that right. the Android camera is better than yeah. the iPhone camera. Right. And that's when I knew that person right there is not my audience. That's a right. new person who just But is in. that is that not like riskier? Because then you make another video and it's like not about phones and it's about like something maybe adjacent, but like yeah. just a different subject. You have the guarantee of your viewer watching that again, but not that guy. True. Yes, true. Uh, it, it in a way serves as like this kind of welcome. Hey, yeah. check out my stuff. Right. If you like it, you might stay. If you don't, that's totally cool. Right. And we all know You're selling you as a personality, not the content that you're making. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want yes, I want to give them a piece of content that they would love, whether right. it's a tech person who loves iPhones or an Android uh, fan. Um they would love that piece of content, but at the same time I'm kind of giving them a, a bit of a welcome and a sample of yo, if you like right. comedy sketches like this, I'm going to be doing more about other yeah. stuff. Cool. And you can carry on or, or don't carry on. Yeah. And to not alien my existing audience, <clears throat> I am very, very aware of adding in elements that uh, have made the Steam D channel across the last couple of years. Adding in my, my writing style, whether it's my friends who I collaborate with or my characters that I put in there, 
or the the signature shot sizes that I use, or the editing techniques that I use, my my crash zooms, my smash cuts, and yeah. all of these things that make it a Stephen He video. Um, I'm very aware of that as well. Cool. All right. Do you want to ask one of the viewer questions? I will ask a viewer question. Um, so, big sketch comedy guy, yes, as we've established. Do you have a guest, like, collaborator that is your, like, dream comedian you would want to work with? Ian Boggs. A great- Get him out here. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen him in months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, welcome uh, Ian Boggs. <laughs> yeah, we have him here, yeah, so yeah. you better answer he's that. Locked. He's locked. He's locked up. He's downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The basement. yeah we yeah. keep making him change his hair color. Yeah. Uh, that has a great question. I don't think that way. You know what's funny? I don't think in the way of putting other creators or celebrities on a pedestal. Um, you want to be on top. Fuck yeah. all these other creators. Yeah, they want me on their <laughs> videos. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not, not in that way. Not in that kind of egotistic. But I look at us as colleagues. Right. And and I like I used to have the ego of oh I want to be on Times Square. I want to be the number one. Whatever. But now it's much more of a of a fair value exchange. Right. Like it makes sense to put me on whatever other's channel if the value that we exchange is even and fair. Right. And that is the reason behind that um, not putting creators on a pedestal thing. But there are a couple of creators that are special to me. Yeah. That, that go beyond that. And I think KSI is the first one. Oh, really? Yes. Do, nice. you, do you guys know who KSI is? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. 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 Um, KSI is the first YouTuber I saw. At that time, I didn't even have the YouTube app. I, I just somehow stumbled onto YouTube.com probably because I was Googling how to fix your PS2 or something. Mm. Yeah. I, I made my way onto uh, YouTube.com. This is, this is 2012, 2011 maybe? Mm-hmm. A while ago. Um, and he was on a suggested page and the first video I watched of his was uh, uh, him playing a horror game called Air. E-I-R-E. Is that what it's called? Oh. He's playing a horror game. And it's, yeah. he made a famous clip where he was screaming. He was like, ah! Uh, well, I was like, don't scream, don't scream, ah! Yeah, yeah. That, that clip. It was that clip. It made me laugh so hard that I just continued watching, continued watching. And he was the first exposure of, oh, so there's this job called a YouTuber? Yeah. You mean this guy just <laughs> makes videos? Yeah. What? I know of directors and Oscar winners, but I didn't know people just made videos in their house. And then as I watched him for the next many, almost a decade, um, I saw something that is very eye-opening. I saw a kid with... No real advantage in circumstance. Like he didn't know anybody, he didn't have any money, he wasn't famous, he didn't have any skill set. Um, go from just a random kid in his bedroom to a global superstar. Mm. Uh, and that was, man, that was so impactful on me because I can tell you guys, I can tell you guys, hey, you can do it. You can become the biggest actor in the world. But it's not nearly as effective than if I showed you. Right. And if you followed me all the way from my bedroom to the Oscars. That is what KSI did to me, and that's why he's very special. Nice. For me, it's Ryan Higa. That's who got oh. me into YouTube, which okay. is weird because, like, I feel like I'm one connection away from Ryan Higa. Like, I feel like it's just, like, weird. You, I've, you've got to be. It's weird yeah, that I haven't yeah. bumped you into him yet. There. Yeah. I, well, I think it's funny because I also started, like, the gloss has kind of gone away from me where, like, I'll see a YouTuber I like in person, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, we are in the uh, same field now. And, yeah, like, uh-huh. I've, I'm not very, like, starstruck. Yeah. We saw Caleb City at, like, <laughs> Anime Expo. <laughs> and, and we were Nick, both like, 
Yeah, Nick, Nick was like, we, oh, yeah. we should go say hi. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's funnier yeah. than me. <laughs> yeah. like, like, no. I was like, no, 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 Danny, we're going to go say hi. Because he was talking to uh, Tony Stavacci. Yeah, like people we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was talking to a couple of like, friends of ours. Yeah. And I was, like, I, was like, I was like, he's talking to people we know. Like, I'll go introduce yeah. you. Uh, and I was like, Caleb, love your shit. He was like, I don't want to go home. Yeah. Fuck, he was too strong. Man. Yeah. You yeah. felt it across the, the yeah. hall. I was like standing next to it. Like, Nick was like, hey, man, love your stuff. And I was like, I also love your stuff. Yeah. Like, I met Brandon I, Rogers at the character house the other day while maybe one two drinks one too many drinks in and i was like never underestimate the value of the content you create i love you so much and he was like so sweet about it and he was like thank you so much like i love your outfit and i was like i love you and then i was like i'm gonna leave because i was like usually like if i was like sober i would have had like a conversation to be like here's my instagram please follow me um you know it's like hey like i love you like just like have a human chat and at the end of it be like Let's stay in touch, right? Yeah. Like like a human does in LA. Uh, but this was, yeah. I was like, I'm going to embarrass myself here. I love you so much. I need, yeah. to, leave. <laughs> I like, I need to be out. Dude, I yep. love that. D- yep. Like wear it on your sleeve. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. I always go, I, I will never be shy. I'll be like, I love you. Yeah. You're fantastic. And yep. you made me a better person. Thanks. Yeah. Please. Go <laughs> yeah. cry in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah. about how I fucked this up for yeah. everybody. Yeah, this is good. Uh, okay. And last question. Okay. Um, so I know you're incredibly busy. You don't watch as much anime as you could because you're ripping around, you know, you're optimizing content, you're yes. taking over the world, you're starring in Dinosaur World 3. Um, what's the best thing you've watched since starting content? So in the last okay. three years, what's the best anime you've watched? Number one, top cheese. Holy crap, that's a great question. That is a great question because it's not that easy because mm-hmm. every anime kind of has its setbacks. Of course. Uh, so it's not, it, there is no like 100% all winner kind of thing. Um, oof. if I were to rank like best season one I've ever watched, Attack on Titans. Okay, Fair. that's good. That's, good. that's yeah. good opinion. Great best season, season one. one. It goes so hard. It, it, the pacing is so crazy, and you just can't put it down. Yeah, and you get amazing entertainment value. Uh, fantastic writing, action is ridiculous. Um, it it also gives the most shock. Like I remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember thinking back. It's kind of naive. That mm. I believed it. But but uh, <laughs> when I was on episode, I know, 24 or something, Aaron gets eaten by a titan. Yeah. It, I jumped. I was in the bed. I jumped out of bed. Like, they just killed their main character. Oh, my God. The balls. Uh, the the balls. main yeah. character just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thumbnail. That's a Nick thumbnail. Right there. Yeah. 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 Aaron's gone yeah, Aaron forever. Yeah, yeah. Definitely doesn't come back. And I like quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. yeah. So that, that kind of uh, level of writing um, makes... Attack on Titan is the best season one of any anime ever watched. Uh, ranking, was there other metrics to rank? <clears throat> I don't think I've watched that many. Recently, I remember watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. There we go. Nice. That's what I was, boy oh boy, yeah. was I driving us there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, I think it's cool. I don't like how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. I don't like, how, like I had to watch like five videos of yours to yeah. understand one fight yeah. and that's where i make my cheese yes. baby <laughs> yeah uh, i prefer a, the type of intelligent writing that lowers the end barrier of entry yeah like um oh I, I let me describe a scene that I, that I wrote in my head um this is so sick like i, I have another series idea in my head of homo sapiens mm-hmm. and the reason is everything is so so simple that nobody is not going to understand anything. Right. All of your tools are exclusively rocks, rope, and trees. Right. And every human being understands what a rock does. Yeah, yeah, Every human being understands what a rope does. There is no... 
double domain expansion. Right, what yeah, is happening yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. It gets a little too compli- uh, com- complicated. Especially with you caught up with the manga now and the yeah, domains it, inside of domains. Way more complicated. That, that's a lot like Gendy Tarkovsky's Primal. Do you remember that? Primal. Primal. It's just, there's no dialogue. It's about like a uh, like caveman yes, yes. and a big dinosaur. And it's <laughs> it's by the guy who made Samurai Jack. It's an animated TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Samurai Jack. Yeah, but that, yeah that's a similar kind of deal where it's just like totally. a, no dialogue. Yes. Everyone can understand. Yeah, same yeah, idea yeah. with my show as well. Yeah. No dialogue. Um, I don't know if I want to share a scene, scene of it, but it's like it's heavily inspired by anime. It has um, hyper realistic physics, so we allow things like you know jumping on top of a tree, things yeah. that humans would not be able. Yeah, to Yeah, right. And it's of course explained because they're not humans. They're they're, right. uh, they're homo sapiens. They're much more capable physically than us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like let, let me describe a scene that I wrote. So I want the series to follow one individual who is not necessarily strong, who is probably weaker than the average of their their other counterparts and their their opponents. Um, but he's extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. That is the part where he absolutely excels. He is uh, he's he's hyper intelligent when it comes to math, when it comes to invention, when it comes to physics. And he's kind of like well above the rest in that world. So one of the fights would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of the fights would be he alone takes on like a twenty people army, a twenty homo sapien mm-hmm. army, um, and and he needs to kill them for whatever reason. Right. So he does a whole bunch of preparing. This is inspired by Sanguosha, um, the the three country war mm-hmm. oh, yeah. of Chinese stories. Um, yeah, the, all, the, those stories are great for this. Uh, so he lures them into this kind of like canyon mm-hmm. where it's, you know, these crazy canyons and there's like a c- kind of cul-de-sac thing. Uh, he lures them in, makes them think they're winning and obviously they, they can physically beat him. So so he is getting damaged and he is uh, continuing to lure them inside. Uh, <clears throat> and there are there are leaves on the floor, dry mm-hmm. leaves. And it's like, <laughs> so nobody pays attention because it's sandy and nobody yeah. pays attention. Uh, so, so he faints, by faint, I mean fakes, Losing, uh, continuously stumbling back, getting injured, as like, and, and obviously the 20 people think they're winning, so they, they push him, push him, push him farther inside, and he finds his ways to use his absolutely basic tools like a rope and stones mm-hmm. to release a trap that seals the entrance of the cul-de-sac, and these right. canyons are like, like 20 meters high, so, so nobody could climb out of it. Um, and then he uh, he gets beaten and uh, he's down. And just as they finish the final blow, we reveal that he planned to be on that spot. Mm-hmm. He picks up a rope under the, the dry leaves mm-hmm. and activates the mechanisms and zzz, it pulls him up right to the top of the thing. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> puts in an ember and burns all 20 people. Nice. Uh, like, yeah. So that's Shikamaru, he done. Yeah. Ish. He, Shikamaru versus Hidan when all of the oh, paper like bombs that. cling to his yes. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much kind of like that. Yep. Uh, but that's what I'm trying to describe is a universe where every mechanic is so simple. Yeah. No human doesn't understand that fight. Yeah, it's primal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. primal and built in and awesome. no language. Right. So if you right. don't speak English or any any language you speak, you can understand you that. You speak yeah. human. Anyone can enjoy it. They yeah. just yeah. grunt. Right, you right. You only go, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. exclusively grunt. Good. Me yeah. before 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate so you being fun. here. Um, is there anything you want to plug? This is probably going to be out in like three-ish weeks. So is there anything coming we up sh- from you that you want people to know about? Check out the channel. We are, uh, we are starting some uh, new forms of content. The main sketches on the main channel will stay there, of course but also trying some shorts. 
Um, and soon enough, we'll be we'll be trying some like live streaming content or much longer, like thirty minutes, an hour long content. So oh, yes, nice. the channels where you'll see everything. Um, follow me there. I'll, I'll see you there. He's also got a really cool vlog coming out. With this I don't know, like a really handsome white friend he has. Yeah, um, <laughs> knowledgeable and all that. I, I don't know. It's it's his second channel, Stephen He Live. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll definitely not be linked in this video. But yeah, that didn't work out, did it? I meant no. <laughs> I meant it will definitely be linked in this video. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. 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 No. I, I mean, do you think it's gonna be out by then? Uh, I gotta get. I gotta get you my video. Yeah, yeah I think so. Cool. I'll get you my video nice. then. Cool. cool. I'm Insanity Twenty Three, also known as the Weeb Commander, Daniel. I'm Danny Mata. Um, that's it. Those are all of my tags. And Stephen. Great. Yeah. Stephen <laughs> He. Yes. Stephen He. Stephen yeah. Gentlemen. Stephen He is him. Nice Thank you for being here. Honored to be here. Bye. Bye bye. Cool. Nice. Do I?